Where is Lilia? Lilia. Her name is Lilia. Her name is Lilia. L Lilia. L Lilia. L Lilia. It's not. Okay. Lily. I'm Dr. Sharon Dukes. And I'm Melvin Dukes. We're HBC graduates, proud educators, and most importantly, husband and wife. And you're listening to After School Talk Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of After School Talk. I am your co host, Melvin Dukes. And I'm your other host, Dr. Dukes, because Melvin about to mess it up. Whatever. I was about to mess up the real talk. What's going on, people? Hey, we are still in this whole um, quarantine quarantine times. Everybody in the house, all this kind of stuff. Some people can go to work. Um, some people can do a little shopping over here, but ain't a whole lot of messing around in these streets, hanging out with each other and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and it's interesting when you talk to people, um, you know, not from your local community, but, you know, in other states, other cities, other counties, and just finding out about the different rules and regulations that's going on in their city. Some people have uh, the curfews going on where you cannot leave your house after a certain time. Other people is like, well, you can still hang out at different restaurants. And, you know, uh, as long as we got a, a, a cap on how many people we got in. And then us, it is like, well, we strongly suggest that you be in the house by a certain time. But we're not really going to regulate like that. So, you know, if you got family and friends in, in other places, talk to them and, and see how things are going where they are and what kind of, you know, regulations they are being held to. Right. I think for... um us i had a couple days that i had to go in to the school and help with students moving out yeah which was a little nerve-wracking because i did not have know how that was gonna go and we've actually had a case on our campus um but on the hospital side of our campus mm-hmm. but it was excellent and excellent of- procedures excellent way of getting everybody out with social distancing very few very few contact as in Hey, you come in, go go straight to your room, go get all your stuff, and go out this door. But it was streamlined in the best possible way. Um, speaking of having cases, we actually had a case on our our on yeah. one of our campuses. One of your campuses um, not the main campuses. campuses that I work I work on, but one of our other remote campuses. Uh, there was a case, a confirmed case, um, on that campus, and we just hoping that they didn't have any contact with anybody I work with directly. Um, and they don't have direct contact with me we just hoping that it don't touch us at all um say your prayers daily all day every day every morning every night anytime you got a chance say your prayers if you are a praying person because lord knows i am lord (laughs) jesus and i think prayer and washing your hands were two things you should have been doing before all the time (laughs) it it took the plague to come to for god to put the plague on us for us to to get into the into um washing our hands and saying our prayers lord jesus (laughs) Lord Jesus, but anyway, what's our what well, that that kind of was our small talk, but um yeah, that is that's our small talk for that. What we getting into today? We are getting into something a little different. Well, it's not different. Um, you know, we're not at work. We're not right, in the school system, right, right. and we could go on and talk about those things, but that's how I feel. <laughs> I'm not. That's not where my mind is right now. There. Are other things that are going on that you actually can use later on in the classroom, but we are going to talk about Netflix series, self-made, inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker. Bingo. Um, this series came out last weekend, and ever since, we have been talking about it. There are several talking points with this series. It's, it's a four-part series. Um, Madam C.J. Walker is noted as the first 
I believe, woman millionaire in the United States. Not just black woman, but the first female millionaire, um, period. So, I watched the series first. It inspired me to even write a blog post about it uh, that I'm going to tell you about later on. I'm not going to tell that blog just yet because there are different blog posts that goes with different pieces of it. So I want to make sure I match it up right for you guys. So if you have not watched the series, I need you to pause this, go watch it, and then come back and come back. And come back. Yeah. What movie that's from? Uh, Friday. Say that. Craig, till the day they come back. That mm-hmm. means I, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> but I need you to come back, okay? So I'm going to let you go right now to go watch the movie. Then um, come back to us and listen to the rest of this. So we are Wait, going they're to... not watching the whole thing. They're just watching the first. Yeah, okay, yeah. Just watch part one. We're only going to talk about part one right now. We got plenty of time. We in quarantine. We got plenty of time to talk about the rest of it. So we're going to go with part one, right? Absolutely. Okay, so ready? I'm ready. Go. What are we saying? <laughs> <laughs> Off to the races. So basically, I mean, uh, you got to give us the summary part one because, um, well, first of all, you watched it during the, the weekend that actually came out and got all into it. I don't know if you did that intentionally or what. Then I just what you mean that I do it intentionally? Yeah, because I don't know if you actually went on Netflix and said this is the hot movie that's on I right now, and I'm going to watch it. exactly. Yeah, I so I don't know if you did intentionally oh, or you just got I on Netflix you... and like, oh, there goes something to watch. Click. But I thought you meant did it intentionally, like you got into it. I was stop buying your nails. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Y'all, y'all see what I'm talking about? But y'all remember like two episodes ago. I don't know, never. I only do that late. Anyway. Okay. So I'm going to give you those. Like, let's go through a little brief rundown of what happened in just part one. Because we were just saying how we didn't realize so much happened in part one, right? It was, right. It seemed like. <coughs> that's not Corona. Um, It mm. seemed like <laughs> uh, we were. We got a lot more than we thought we did. So. Initially, what we realized is this. Number one, Madam C.J.'s Walker, real name is Sarah. Right. She, her name not even, <laughs> her real name not even Madam C or the J. And technically, her real name ain't even Walker. Like, none of that. That So, forget everything you thought about Madam C.J. Walker, for, for first of all. <laughs> throw the for, whole book away. Yeah, throw that book away. Whatever you learn in history class, throw all that away. Throw that away. Her name ain't Madam C.J. or Walker. Walker. <laughs> her name is Sarah Breedlove. Sarah. I don't know. Breed love is. I ain't even. I listen. We ain't well, yeah, we don't know. We that's the. Ta- we yeah, talking about what we, we talking know. about. We just okay? talking about. We, okay, first, yeah. Let's make make that clear. Yeah. We are talking about what happened in the movie, yeah. not about the real Madam C J Walker, because like they, like we said, this was inspired by right. the life of Madam C J Walker. Yes, and we, we are saw talking that as a as a as a viewer viewers. of the movie. That's we are it. Not historians. So don't be commenting and talking back academics. to it. Talking about some y'all ain't right. That we talking about what happened. In the movie, that's it. In the movie. Yep, yep. Okay, so we see Sarah, who is um, uh, right at the the end of being, getting a divorce from an abusive husband. Um, He was, he went to jail, came back, started drinking, mistreating her, calling her ugly, told her she like a a mangy dog and all this kind of stuff. So Sarah is then, um, uh, and we, the, the audience is being introduced to a girl named Addie. Addie is going door to door selling hair products. She sees Sarah. She sees that Sarah is down on her look, that she needs just this, you know, woman to come in and make you feel pretty and beautiful. So that's how their relationship goes, right? So Sarah, um, uh, Addie is, is selling these products. Addie is a customer of hers. But the relationship is, I'll do your hair as long as you do my laundry because Sarah is a 
what they call a wash a washer a washer is a washer a lot, yeah. um yeah so this is and this is taking place in like 1908 i think was the year that it started yeah. out so she's literally hand washing clothes long story short addy um sarah tells addy that i can sell your products for you addy does not want her to sell them because addy said you ugly so and i don't want you associated with my brand uh sarah sneaks and and um steals 2010s of the hair growth uh product she is able to sell it um when she tells Addie, she thinks Addie's gonna be happy Addie is pissed off <laughs> like i did not tell you to do this so their relationship breaks sarah decides she's gonna go into business for herself sarah then meets a new man named tj walker which is that's how we get the name tj walker yes that's how we get the name and from there, the two of them open up this business together. They eventually do well enough to move to Indianapolis with his father um, and Sarah's daughter and her new husband, John. So we got John, Sarah, the husband, um, all of them, five of them moving to uh, Indianapolis, open up a salon together. And Addie, who is jealous, follows them there. And opens up her own salon, and that's pretty. That's like the big pieces of the first part, right? So what? So what? 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 A, what? A, Stop stuttering. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm, the first I'm, thing. I'm trying to get my my thoughts together behind just this one part. What's our takeaways from this first part, or what? What we want to talk about first about this first part? Listen, I'm, um, first of all, in the first part, her name is still not Madam C.J. Walker. She's still just Sarah. It's, it's right at the end that her name becomes Madam C.J. Walker. Very the end of the first part, right at the end. And that's what I, that's what you just said. You get so much in that first, first part. part. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was really moving so so fast. It was, which was an argument by um, Tony Baker, a comedian on um, Facebook, uh, one of the social media comedians. He was saying who. His thing was it was moving fast, mm-hmm. and I agree. He said that the excitement of watching the growth and hustle of a business person is that you see the progress. Mm-hmm. And for for her, it was it was like we living in a I don't know what kind of house they would live a shack to we now in Indianapolis buying this big mansion it sure looked like I mean it had big old columns out in the front uh on the front yeah. porch and two stores and big old glass door and it was huge that house was huge. so it was like well how much what when did you because see all we heard when was the come up yeah when was the come up that's <laughs> each come up each come up when did each come up happen because at one point she built the she um towards the end well we ain't gonna get into that but just know every time a come up happened it wasn't really uh, descriptive of how that come up happened. You, you in the first part, we hear her say, "Um, your sister wants to buy twenty jars." Mm-hmm. Okay, how how do we get to selling to the sister all the way in Indianapolis? And then how did twenty jars translate until we can move to Indianapolis? We're now moving to Indianapolis with some money, right? That those so that was that was I think the first thing. Like you said, it was like so much was in it, but they didn't really break that down so right. the big thing that everybody talks about in the beginning of this movie we're gonna go ahead and get it out of the way is colorism what so, is colorism do i need to google let me google the hold on because because when you're dealing with somebody like myself mm-hmm. i'm good with the numbers and not the words <laughs> so i need to know yeah, what is what don't start mm-hmm. i need to know what co- what is colorism i mean of course i have a general idea what colorism is um, but for our uh, 
younger audience or um even older audience even, i think older people would even they don't know a word to it yeah. there's not a word associated with it but, yeah, but they, they know what it is. Oh, okay but yeah give us a definition of colorism prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group bingo so where did you think this colorism happened in the first part of this, this movie when um <clears throat> I say you got the first taste of it when um, Addie subtly kind of was like, no, Sarah, I don't think you can sell these products. Bingo. You kind of were like, mm. Yep. And okay. She... But you but you could be like, did she just think you ugly mm-hmm. or do she think you too dark? We ain't too, all the way there yet. Right. You can't really put your, put, your, put your finger on what it is. But you know there's some kind of discomfort uh, with her... Being the, the face or a face for her product. A face for her product. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So then we are uh, confirmed and aware of it once um, she she actually sells, sells the, the product, product. And still get mad. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she went and sold 20 jars for 50 cents a piece. <laughs> Told tw- sold 20 jars for 50 cents a piece. Mm-hmm. Um and and Adwee was still upset with her and said she stole it from her and she was like no I I just took it I'm I was either gonna yeah, sell gonna it give you the money. yeah I'm gonna give you the money <laughs> or if I didn't sell I'm gonna give you the jars back but I helped you out mm-hmm. and she still got upset with her. like no I don't want you to be the face of this particular product yeah, this is my product and, and I, I think that's what that's what really confirmed that it was colorism like you said you had the hint of it when she just asked about. Can I be a salesperson for your product? No, you know, I, I really want somebody else to do it. And, you know, I want them to look at them and say, you know what? That's what I want to look like. And then when she actually did it, right, took the product and I sold it. Look like. Right. It yeah. Was yeah. That deep. Like, mm-hmm. girl, don't nobody want to look like you. Every woman is trying to look like me, even if she doesn't admit it. Every woman is trying to look like me. And then now, and that's at the point where Addie now becomes the villain. We don't like you. Right. We don't like you. Because. Yeah. We know as as women in society, we're fighting against a, a host of different physical variables. Okay. And for black women, you are also fighting against the cultural norms of what's considered beauty. Mm-hmm. So at one point, your hips are too wide, your nose is too wide, your skin is too dark, your hair is too coarse. These are all things that as black women, we identify with but are it is being perpetuated to us that that's not that's not pretty right right, right. so then we get a girl who is who is black partially black because you find out um in the movie they they made a line about it that her the master raped, raped her mama man. and that's how she was born so you know she must be uh part white and that was a that was a diss from uh from madam cj Ward. that came kind of oh, yeah, hard but she's like, hard. It, it, it's almost like it's like she said, well, everybody can't be forced enough to get had their mama raped by a white man. Yeah, I was like, was like oh, boy, he got to say it like that to a good <laughs> grace of life. She said her mama got raped, and that was a good thing, because you came out pretty. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, that's a shock. Yeah, that, it shook, shook me up a little bit. Right. And see, that's why we say um, this, this movie could be a lesson in so many things, because that's a historical context. That's a real thing that happened. Mm-hmm. So if you're a social studies teacher or African-American studies, African-American literature, you can bring this this movie into pieces that it really ties into the things that actually happened. Oh, yeah. So when we're looking at aspect of beauty, yeah, like at some point, black women, we you ain't cute. That's why you can't be the face of this product. So we as black women are cheering for 
Sarah because we we don't like that argument. We right. don't want that to be the argument. Mm-hmm. You can't. You cannot. Um, paint beauty in, in one in one, in one, one image, way, right? Yeah. In one image, because that, that, that is one image. right now. That is true. But from the very first time uh, Sarah tried to go out and sell the product, her thing was just look at me. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying I'm ugly, but I know society looks at me like I'm not the prettiest out the bunch. Mm-hmm. But look what this product did for me, and that was kind of her sales pitch when she went out into the into right. the town and sold it to. You know all the the working women that was that was there is like like I said I, I know society don't look at me as being the most pretty but I, I took this jar of hair product <laughs> uh, hair grow hair grower hair grower they call it hair grower got hair this grower. hair grower <laughs> got this product of hair grower and um and it and it did wonders for me and gave me the confidence to be who I am and blah blah blah, blah. and that was her that was her whole thing from the jump which was being the point able to that use we had any woman as a you know as a I guess a beauty marker. I guess she, like. she, the, the excellent point about that, okay, is that she was a good businesswoman. Oh, she absolutely. was an excellent marker. Mm. Mark, find that word. Find it. <laughs> Look for it. Look for it. Because I was about to help you. Now I realize, wait a minute, boy, you math. Get back to them numbers over there. Uh, she's an excellent marketer. No, or is that the word? <laughs> hey, what's the word, y'all? Uh, salesperson. She's excellent at marketing. We're going to find it somewhere. Hush, so I can get together. All right. Please, let's please. come back. Okay. She was excellent at that. But wait. Wait, what's that? <laughs> we still ain't giving it to her. Everything you said, being okay, a okay. salesperson. All right. She was good at marketing, right? Okay. And, and knowing her target audience. There you go. So here's the thing. This is what I thought about. She, if her company was here now, mm. and her tag was what it is of just, I'm here for the everyday woman. I'm here for all women. This can help anybody. Mm-hmm. This can build up anybody's confidence. Blah, 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 so mm-hmm. you can feel good about yourself. Yeah. That that would attract a lot of millennials because that's what millennials are gravitating towards. Oh, anyway. yeah, absolutely. Companies with a with a whole message and purpose. Yeah. Not just hey, get my hair and you can have silky hair like me. She was like, but that ain't. That it ain't, ain't about being like me. Mm-hmm. It's about being yourself and being mm-hmm. the best you. Mm-hmm. And and that's really what it was. Being the best you. Mm-hmm. Um. No matter what you was born with. No matter what you was. You know, whatever you were given or whatever, um, be the absolute best you you can be. Um, even if it does start with a hair product, because it's interesting how she tied in just the hair product and turned it in the whole confidence and you being, uh, like I just said, the best you you can be. Um, being an independent, well, not, she didn't really say independent, but Sarah kind of was that independent woman because mm. it's like once I got it and once I got the vision, oh, I'm gonna make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that you kind of realize later on in the movie and how she. But let's even think about people. Let's think about this <clears throat> in the context of when it happened. What in the devil were you putting on your hair as an African American woman back then? I have no. How idea. did you tame it? You, and when I'm and, and make it manageable for you to do, like mm. we just had this discussion of we were to the point when we were growing up we were getting relaxers right 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 literally putting all these chemicals on your scalp to get it straight so Mm -hmm. that you can manage it now there are product lines for all kinds of natural hair so that you can make like that's the thing we're trying to manage our hair it's not that we don't necessarily want the curls or don't want it to be big and beautiful or whatever it is but your arms get tired yeah. <laughs> like this is this is a struggle so you see in the movie so many of the women wearing a, a wrap on their head right. because not because i um 
necessarily want to. It may be this helps my hair not to sweat out so much. I, I, I don't have time to put do anything with it. I don't have anything to put in it. So it kind of goes back into now where we look at, yeah, some, when, a, when a black one put that, put that scarf down, it's either this is to tame it, keep these edges down, so when I take it off, it's ready, or I can't do nothing with it right now, so we got to hurry and put it up in this I'm telling this you, because when you go, again, going back to Sarah, before she got hooked on all the product, they sure made her look bad with, with what her hair so situation cut, you was. You sound like them in the movie. They sure made her look bad. <laughs> I'm for real, but they made... You sure they made, uh, they made, uh That's from the color purple. They made, that Sarah, they made Sarah look rough in the head, because I'm talking about she had some patches Oh, yeah, in the beginning, mitching, they went missing. all the way to make sure she looked... Before she linked up with Added, but she was... Yeah. That hair was looking rough. But right. you right, though. Throwing on that, uh, that cap or that wrap or whatever... It's, it's like I'm either I'm either getting it under control or it's a wild animal on the head and you don't know nobody <laughs> need to see this. See this so that's nobody needs to bear witness here. to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which um, sometimes I've known that to be a struggle with our girls as students because they want to come to school and just throw that bonnet on and we will tell them, hey, let's let's figure out a way you can tie it up or wrap this or do this because really what it is is. I may have just had braids, and I'm taking mm. the braids out, and I'm in between appointments, and I don't want to come out of the house with it looking any kind of way, Right. but I need to put something on it. And so. that's, that's something I, I talk about a lot. I ain't not talk about, but I will. De- I used to definitely stop my students, especially my females, that wore the bonnets. I, I, me as a, I can't stand to see a woman wear a bonnet mm-hmm. just we, out. Bonnets, uh, we look at that as that's what you wear when you go to bed. Right. And and it's just as, as I, some people probably saying, well, it's just like the do-rag. It probably, yeah, it probably is. is. It probably is. But, but, I, but I'll tell you what I noticed as the natural care hair movement came about, more girls were finding out ways, better ways to go out the house in those in-between moments. Right. That's the thing. One, I remember those girls being in my office uh, showing each other how to tie up a t-shirt and turn it into like those turbans and all mm-hmm. those kind of things. So it was like, listen, we there are other ways we can do this, but you didn't know you're not exposed to it. So mm-hmm. yeah, bonnet it is. Um, before we keep going, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsor. Cash is king, but credit is power. It's 2020 and you still haven't started the process of restoring your credit. Coach Cope is helping so many people around the country restore their credit, get into homes and cars, and protect the future of their families, which we need in this COVID-19 time. Having poor credit will cost you a fortune. Stop paying unnecessary interest rates. Do you even know your interest rates? Go check that out during this quarantine time. And while you're at it, contact Darius Copeland now by texting credit repair to number 951 307-3635. Again, contact Darius Copeland by texting credit repair to number 951-307-3635 to restore your credit today and work on living your best life. Living your best life. So we we went through she was a good saleswoman, that um she was mistreated by Addie, and that the writers of this movie really built up in the first part of the colorism we want you to see that there is colorism and and i guess if you want to look at it it could have been a host of things not only colorism but she's she's plus size so she's bigger she's dark skin she's she's not light skin and pretty like me mm. is the way they portrayed it right um and then we are going to talk in the, on the next episode a little bit deeper into that though because by episode two um Mm, that colorism thing has a has a uniqueness to it that we're gonna cover. But here go the other thing. Um, 
I know y'all heard my Southern twang right there thing. Here the other thing. Come on now. Um, they were, there was a moment where she was talking to her daughter. Mm-hmm. What's her daughter's name? Lilia. 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 Okay, y'all already heard us arguing about this, but Lily. What do you mean y'all already heard us arguing about this? Because it already played it. We were trying to figure out what her name was earlier. When y'all go listen to the movie, make sure y'all pay attention to the daughter's name. Her name is Lilia. I'm going to call her Lily. So when she's talking to Lily, <laughs> she says to her, um, you not you ain't cute enough or smart enough to be out here on your own. You need to get a husband or you need to go to school. Mm-hmm. So there was this idea that you need a husband in order to survive in these streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So when it's time to move to Indianapolis, Lily did what she her mama showed said. showed up with her husband. I married John. Yep. Now the mama mad because I ain't tell you to marry John because John wasn't a doctor. Yeah. He wasn't a lawyer. John was a guy tr- claiming he was going to be a businessman and even to the end of the movie never opened up the business. Right. He ended up being um one of the villains of the show by the time we get to the end. But this is a flip. This is why, this is why I'm confused on. Why Lily need a husband in order to, to, to do what she need to do mm. but you pretty much push your husband out of the picture as you as your business grew. Well, um, I think part of it was uh Sarah, Madam CJ Walker, she felt like she kinda had it together or had an idea or had the vision, but she kinda knew like, well, my daughter ain't built like that. So she gon' she gonna need somebody in her, in her corner to help her out. I think initially um her having a, a husband was kinda like that filler. Um, she knew she was, or she really felt like she was unattractive. She she felt like I'm I'm just the ugly one out the bunch. Um, I'm missing all my hair and all this kind of stuff. So she she kind of got a husband as that that filler, um, to give her that happiness or whatever. But then she slowly started to have her own happiness from whatever she was doing on her own with her business and kind of trying to get that started. Um, and she saw that, like I say, her her daughter didn't have anything going for herself. So it's like, well, you need to find your husband because you ain't got nothing going on. Mm. I got my business going on, and I do have a husband, but by the end of this movie, you're going to see how I feel about my husband, you know, whether right. good or bad. You're going to find that out. But um, in that moment, it was like, you know, I, I kind of got a plan. Mm-hmm. You don't, so you need to have a husband. Mm-hmm. Plan or husband, one or two. One of the two. It's one okay, two. that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Because I feel like we all know, regardless, that's a, a poor philosophy to teach a child. Right. Like, you you need to either get a degree or a husband. Let <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that does not equal success. But then, what I did notice and was that her husband was very hands in with the business and trying to help it grow. Oh, absolutely, and doing whatever he can to the point there is a scene where we see him in the salon washing another woman's head. Now he was messing up, <laughs> but he was pulled. Boy, look at here. Now he right. was a trip. Now I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to see him in nail salon <laughs> or barbershop. None of that. I wouldn't want to see him in none of that. But but he was in there. He was in there. So and but see that goes against my, and see what you just said. He was in there. Mm-hmm. But there are so many memes going around about Blair Underwood is always ready to play a toxic husband. Mm-hmm. Toxic where? And and because not, we ain't got to the we ain't got to the next part right, of what he ultimately right. does. Right. But if we just looking at the first part. If we are only looking at the first part, I see somebody who is equally invested into the business. Right. That is when things he he's he, he's trying his best, but the his dad said something that I was like, uh oh, 
Okay, wait now. He may have a point. He may not have a point. What do you think? What y'all think? The dad said, don't get your money where you get your honey. Right. Because the dad pointed out to her, you saying our business. She saying my business. And he said, well, my name is on it. He's like, her her idea, her product, like, are you really a part of this? Mm-hmm. And it seemed as, the, as though, um, like I said, if this was real life, these were two friends that were sitting in front of me who are opening up a business together to the point where the husband's name is on it and she has come up with the idea for the products, but y'all have agreed that y'all going to work jointly because the move to Indianapolis was strictly for the business. So y'all have agreed to work jointly right. that you got to do a lot of communication. Oh, absolutely. They got to come some long nights and long talks about what does this look like from a business perspective? Because as you move along through the series, it goes from partner to employee to you ain't got nothing to do with this you ain't got nothing to do with this all and 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 my thing is you talk about the communication it's definitely communication needed on both sides um with madam cj walker and uh what's his name charles what's real what's real name anyway uh madam cj walker and her husband um they definitely needed to have that conversation on both sides uh madam cj walker needed to make sure she was clear on what she wanted her husband to do and not to do and and not just use because I feel like it was certain points where she was just using, using him. him. Um, Come on with it, Melvin. Especially when you talk about him being in the salon, it was almost like, well, I just got you in here because I don't have enough people to work in the salon. Mm-hmm. Um, but he looking at it like, no, I'm here to help you out. Mm-hmm. So you know, they them having those two different understandings of of what their roles were. Um, you know, you got to fault both of them for for not communicating. One is, you know, what is my role? What do you want me to do? I get that this is your vision. I'm talking as the husband. I get that this is your vision, but what do you want me to do in this? What part do you want me to play? Understand um, your roles. It, right. Understand and then on role. her part is being clear on, I, this is my vision, but I do want you to help, but I don't want you to be, you know, like my, my partner in this per se of we both going have and have on ideas or we got to talk it out with both with each other if you want that to happen you talk about it if you don't want to have you talk about that but it'll definitely uh on both of their parts to just communicate what they were supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and i think the the film did a good job of showing how he kept getting left yes when yeah yeah when it was time two two <clears throat> two pivotal parts for me were um well a couple pivotal parts but one in particular was when it was time to um Oh, goodness. and this might be in scene two. Not it's sure. definitely. I think I know what you about to talk about Booker T. Washington. Yeah, but okay, so yeah, we'll it. those those two. are pivotal parts that's in scene two, and I'm gonna tell you about them in the next episode. But it was like, wait up, wait but, a minute, girl. But even but even before that, um, when she talked about, I think you were talking about getting investors or something like that. Not even when she met uh, met the investors, but just in talking about getting investors, um, she wasn't looking to him for guidance or or understanding or uh, his side of it or anything. It was, I'm going to go get this building. I'm going to get these people to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he didn't have any kind of say-so. Which is fine it, if you don't want him a part of right. it. Right. And that's the thing. It's like in one moment, she come ask him for a favor, for help, come do this, come do this. And yep. in the next moment, yeah, okay, back to me being by my, like, this mm-hmm. is my business. Um, And I had somebody say this to me, and we had a good conversation about, but that's what men have done for years. Men have had women working side by side with them create these businesses and then all of a sudden when you when you want to go and be with somebody else or not now she's not worth anything here comes a divorce and you don't want to pay her what she what her value was in the business and so this was my thing i said that is absolutely true right 
but we can't say tit for tat. Right, right. So right. what we hollered so much as women, we independent women, we strong, we can run this. Okay. So that comes with the same requirements. If you put his name on it and he's been a part of it, well, then he gets whatever percentage. Like you gotta still put that in place. Yeah. And I and I, I think I just would I think it would be a good opportunity to look at where in a relationship or in a partnership, you could have you could have taken that time out to have conversations mm-hmm. and to communicate things. We don't necessarily have to beat them down for being what all couples go through. That is not that to me that'd be worthless. She yeah. should have did, he should have did. Yeah, we get that. Okay, so let's let's talk about what how we can look in this in a way to benefit relationships. Right. And then talking about relationships, uh another thing was a re- relationships amongst women. Mm-hmm. Um, which goes into her go- leaving their town and going to Indianapolis, opening up her business. Then you look back and who coming up the road? Addie Monroe. Addie Monroe <laughs> coming with her business across either across the street down. They made it she seem like it was a crowd. Okay, she was, was downtown, downtown and then, then right. Um, the and sticks. then CJ Walker was uh in in house for a minute until she got the bill. Um, but anyway, uh, like I'm in a totally different city. Doing my thing, I left you alone. You doing yours, and now here come Adam Monroe in the same city I'm mm-hmm. in, opening up the same kind of business I'm opening up, mm-hmm. and you already know what it is: competition, competition. from day one. It's, it's on but, the pop. bro, that's how they set up the movie. Yeah, we yeah. In a, she was in a boxing ring yeah. in the beginning, and you thinking she fighting against um colorism and and uh, black women not being appreciated and be- beautiful and da da da, and they kind of find out. She really fighting against Addie, right? So and wait that's a, a minute, and that's the ongoing theme in the in the movie it's, too. Yes. Just them, her in the boxing ring, mm-hmm. um, trying to fight it out. And and I haven't gotten to the end of the movie yet, so I don't know what the end result is. But that's the ongoing thing of her being in the boxing ring. And she and we get and by the end of the first portion of this, we see that she is fighting against Addie. And I know for some people that has been a talk on Facebook, like why as women we got to be pinned against each other? Why? 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 I don't know because according to uh, the actual historical accounts of this, the Madam C.J. Walker was a real person. Addie Monroe was Annie Malone. I believe. Annie, not Addie, but Annie, Annie. Malone. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, they were real people, and they they did have like a little issue a with little each other. Beef with each other yeah. But they went on ahead separate ways. Cool, no problem. You go sell yours, I go sell mine. They went on about their business. Right. But in here, it was like we got to fight it out as women, on, but, but continuously, continuously. This is it's pure competition between the two. But this was the particular part. Cause we gonna say this, and then we are gonna wrap it up and move on to the second part. But this was the particular part that had me, um question uh not question but just pay attention to the dynamics of women being more empathetic towards each other and more supportive when they saw Addie did you see what was wrong with her when they pulled up to her at the um salon yeah she had a black eye she had a black eye yeah because her husband had been beating on her Mm -hmm. how did Addie first meet Sarah because her husband husband was beating on her her. Mm -hmm. so the daughter says Mama, I heard that her husband be beating on her. We all us women, we all alike. Mm-hmm. Right then and there, there was that connection where you could have been like, you know what? We are. Like, look at this. She, she, this she down right and out here. just like I was down and out. Yep. She putting on the facade, but she really insecure and doesn't have confidence just like I did mm-hmm. because of the experiences she had. Right. But what Sarah said is, no, women like Addie don't have it as hard as we do mm-hmm. because Addie is what? <laughs> Light skin. Light skin. And pretty mm-hmm. with long hair, mm-hmm. so we are really brought this idea then that nobody really caught of. Wow, could you 
have it where you already have your perception of light skin people just because they light skin or just mm. because they're pretty. You just automatically assume you don't go through no drama. I mean, you pretty. Okay, yeah, like, but I, but I ain't pretty. And being, it's like ugly trumps anything else going on in your life. Right. And I, it makes me think about having, I had a student one time, gorgeous girl, gorgeous, and um, on the cheerleading squad. And, you know, the the girls, you, you just knew she was one of the pretty girls on campus. Mm-hmm. But we had a, um what I would call like a sister circle, mm-hmm. where um the girls would come together and share information. And the thing she shared about was she struggles with her skin complexion. Yeah. And she said, you know, boys always tell me, well, you pretty to be dark skinned. And the other girls in the room started crying for her because they, in their mind, you don't have no problems. You're pretty. Mm-hmm. You could you couldn't possibly have anything to share. Being pretty trumps every trumps everything. Um, uh, and and she just shared with them that it's not always like that. That mm-hmm. it, it can be a struggle regardless of what it is, whether you like dark, big, small. You see one thing, but I'm actually going through something else. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, Addie just Addie stuck to her guns of. I mean, Sarah stuck to her guns. No, she don't go through nothing. Yeah, that's all fake. Man, like like you said, that was definitely a a clear moment to show that you know, at at some point, at the end of the day, we really are all the same. We got some some commonalities about ourselves. Um, we may we there may be some 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 uh visual differences or whatever, right. but but at the end of the day, we all going through something just like the next person, just like that. Just even, like the next person. Even even in in in, in today's time, like right now with this whole Corona situation. Yes. No matter where you fall in the in the uh, economic uh stand, mm-hmm. we all at the house. We all. <laughs> we all Everybody at the house. Okay, none of, whether you got or, a or million you dollars. Or you working and you out, you out here stressed. Right. I don't know if you're going to get it. Whether we all you, going through something. Whether you got a million dollars or a two dollars. Ain't none of y'all doing no traveling. Ain't mm. nobody just going on vacation, soaking it all up and all that kind of stuff. We yes. all at the house just chilling. Mm. We running through groceries. <laughs> you know, and granted, yeah, some people might have more groceries than others. Some people might be able to go to the store more than others and all that kind of stuff. But we all going through this situation right now. Mm-hmm. So at, at this very moment, we pretty much all the same. We all the same. We all the same. We all got something we that we got to go through. And we and if you are more empathetic towards each other and not let somebody else be your competition and your focus, just focus on yourself. Focus on yourself. Focus Do the best yourself. you can. Which we which will end with this. Because Addie came in town, Sarah got sidetracked. And so she pushed her company to the point where they ended up um uh trying to create so much product that one of the machines blew mm-hmm. and it burnt down part of the house. Mm-hmm. And she says at that moment, she said, I I um lost focus. Yeah. And, and I and I and I pushed too hard, and I was thinking you kind of did. Mm-hmm. You could have kept your company, Slow been your like, I don't care what Addie doing Slow because my roll. focus is helping women. She can do whatever she want to do, but it's 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 gonna come out and work out for me. She can keep doing whatever she's doing, but we are gonna um, push on to the second episode. So follow us to the second episode, you guys, because we are going to talk about um, Booker T. Washington, W. E. Du Bois gets presented in this. Um, w. E. B. Du Bois. Okay, so I can't say the daughter name. Right. Now I can't say W E B. Yeah, because you you run your country twain run together. The this B come from the man that said show the, show something. Show this or whatever. I don't. Get- <laughs> <laughs> You don't even know. Whatever. You don't even know. Hey, side note. Did you know that uh, LeBron James was an executive producer for this whole... Oh, oh my gosh. What's he? Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. LeBron James was an executive producer. I wonder how, how they end up going to him. I mean, of course you need money. And if you don't Moolah, know... Baby. Yeah, I, I know that they needed money for the for the thing, but... I wonder, like, what? Who went to him to say, "Hey, man, can you can you be an executive producer for this? Can you mm-hmm. give us some money for this project?" But yeah, that was Has that was just interesting. about this. I don't think so. 
But I, I'm, but I'm, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look some stuff <laughs> up and see if he's saying anything about it. But he's, from now he's on, been the executive producer for several things though. From now on, when you cough, you gotta say why. So I just cough on the go allergies. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Moving forward in life, just like what you said, um. <laughs> The comedians need to say. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, now, let me say this real quick. We are, we gonna close it with this right here. If you we are like the Baptist pastor, one more thing. Yeah, one more thing. This is it. Now, if you are a comedian, this is a prime time to get your material together, like get some stuff going. Cause I'm not a comedian, but I promise you, I done came up with about three or four good jokes that I can sell. Um, now I don't know how to sell them, and I don't know how to write them off to people. But you need to get your material together. Cause one thing I thought about, and this ain't even a joke, but it's it's de- it depends on how you say it, <laughs> what your delivery is. Can you imagine, like all of this that we're going through right now is, like I say, the social distancing, not touching each other, washing your hands, giving everybody, the you know, elbow. give everybody the elbow, don't even fist bump, don't even elbow, fist bump right? elbow, all that kind of stuff. It's gonna get to a point where we're not making contact with each other at all. At so all. we're gonna turn to what, what the Chinese, the Korean whoever that just bow at people mm-hmm. and we gonna get to that point and mm-hmm. you know eventually it's gonna be like we ain't shaking hands at all like even when <laughs> things get back right we are not shaking yep. hands job so, interviews everything don't shake right, my hand don't shake my hand <laughs> so now imagine 50 years down the line and you talking to your child showing them you know a movie or whatever and you looking like and that son is a handshake and he looking at you like a handshake y'all used to touch each other's hands are you serious right now Y'all used to t- shake hands. No, I'm never doing that. Cause I'm just thinking, like, if they gonna be keep like, going, son, we didn't even use hands. We didn't even use hand. We were we never. We weren't washing hands. hands. Going. We weren't using. Y'all didn't use hand sanitizer on the regular. Are you serious, Dad? Like, can you imagine that? Fifty years from now, handshakes are unheard of because we do be, not do it anymore. Or the pandemic gonna be more about the um. You know how like they show something that's like real, like if during these times, yeah, and it's real dark and da da da. You looking like what happened? And they're gonna be like, there was no. Toilet tissue. No toilet tissue. It's gonna girl. be a whole thing about toilet no tissue. No toilet tissue. Bro, whatsoever. I would pay money to see Dave Chappelle to do a special about the, the day the Earth didn't have any toilet right. tissue. And you I, would it go into to, so many scenes. It need to come out right now. But that, yeah, that's what you want to say. If you're uh, a comedian right now, and I got a couple of them, I might throw another joke out there the next time. If y'all ain't laugh, episode. forget y'all. If you ain't laugh, but um, <laughs> but yeah, if you're a comedian, you need to be having some good material right now, for real. Yeah, hey. Talk about how your kids in the house getting on your nerves. Yeah. You need to talk about how you went outside and ran, ran right back in. Like you need to talk about some things. It, it is a great time to get some great uh, material, material for these comedians. Right. Matter of fact, as soon as we done, I'm gonna give y'all about a month or two, and then I'm coming to some shows. Somebody <laughs> need to be saying something on, on these stages about this whole Corona. Uh, virus, COVID nineteen, being that long lockdown, shutdown, leaving work, working from home, kids at home, whatever. You better have some better good have some. material. Oh my goodness! Well, guys, we are going to wrap this up. We're going to um eat. That's what we're gonna do, and then we'll come back with a part two of this. We're gonna talk about the second part of self made. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Um, we are now after school talk on Instagram now, so you see our logo up. Um, you can subscribe to our webpage at The Right Effect. That's T-H-E-R-I-T-E-E-F-F-E-C-T dot com. And you can subscribe to get updates on when we post. Um, also, follow us on Twitter at uh, Dr. S. Dukes and um, Two Dukes Up. Uh, and I think that's everything. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. We are now at um, almost at 3,100 downloads i gotta download an app and make that sound yes we'll have that by the second episode
put that, put that out. Bingo. We had it. All right, holla at y'all later. Peace.